This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1031, How to Handle Feeling Overworked and Overwhelmed by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. And welcome to a brand new week here at Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you every single day from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And before we get to today's post, why settle for 7% returns from your 401k? Whether you're an experienced investor or new to the game, our friends at The Motley Fool want to help you find great stocks. That's why they've created a report on a group of five stock picks for the next generation of investors, and it's free for all Optimal Finance Daily listeners at fool.com slash optimalfinancedaily. That's F-O-O-L dot slash optimalfinancedaily. For now, let's get right to the post as we start optimizing your life. How to Handle Feeling Overworked and Overwhelmed by Paula Pant of AffordAnything.com One Afford Anything reader recently asked, quote, how do you stay motivated? I feel like all I ever do is work. I don't know how many hours exactly, but between my job and my real estate investments, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm pushing over 60 hours a week. It sucks to see all of my friends out having fun while I am working away. How do you stay sane while you're managing a million things at once? End quote. I've grappled with this a lot as I've grown my businesses over the past four years. I've worked intense 60-hour weeks or more. When I see my friends go out on Friday or Saturday nights while I'm fixing up houses, well, it sucks. I'm being honest, it's a sucky feeling. Here's how I handled it. Think of yourself as a runner who is interval training. Alternate sprinting with walking. In other words, alternate periods of ultra-hard work with periods of rest. For example, renovating an investment property is exhausting, especially while you're also running an online business, being a landlord, cooking, cleaning, and running errands. During the three to four month period of insanity, I'm in a full sprint toward the finish line. After I cross the finish line, when that project is over, I rest. I return to the gym, practice yoga, and hit happy hour with my friends. I catch up on old episodes of Sherlock and Downton Abbey. What a luxury. I chill out for a few months. The adrenaline wears off and life settles into a normal hum. Naturally, I start getting bored. That's when I know I'm ready for another big project. Avoid superhero syndrome. Interval training, sprint, walk, sprint, walk, is a solid start. But eventually your projects grow so large that you can't even slow to a jog. Instead of one or two freelance clients, you have 20. Instead of one or two rental units, you have six or eight. Instead of just caring for yourself, you're looking after family it's time to outsource. You'll reach a point at which you're busting your butt, working super hard, and you realize there are only two ways to slow down, either scale back or hire out. I'm naturally frugal, so it's hard for me to justify hiring assistants who can help me run my online business, hiring property managers who can deal with my tenants, and hiring house cleaners so that I don't need to work a third shift on the domestic front. It's psychologically and emotionally difficult to pay someone to perform a task that you can do yourself, But as Pat Flynn says, it's easy for entrepreneurs to suffer from superhero syndrome. Ambitious people are often guilty of thinking they can operate a one-person show, but this only leads to burnout and missed opportunities. The solo superhero is an illusion. Behind every great investor or entrepreneur, you'll find an excellent team. Nobody can create spectacular growth in isolation. If you're naturally frugal, you'll discover that spending money on hiring and outsourcing is painful. Leadership demands that we accept this pain. We can't run and hide from it. Here are two mental constructs that have helped soothe the pain of outsourcing. 
Quit by hiring. Imagine that you're quitting your job. I'm using the term job to broadly refer to any responsibility, ranging from running errands to renovating properties. When people quit a job in the traditional sense, they walk away from their responsibilities entirely. They stop getting any compensation or having any iota of involvement. Here's how rebels quit. Quit your job by handing the task to someone else. Have someone else compile the spreadsheet, design the website, or install the flooring. Yes, you're still responsible for overseeing the task, but someone else executes the details. You still need to manage the people that you hire, so you also pay yourself. This is fair compensation for creating and overseeing these roles. The ability to outsource spells the difference between being self-employed versus being a business owner. This is one of the most crucial and most difficult lessons I've learned in the past four years. To be clear, I don't mean that hiring and quitting are equivalent. They're not. You still have to manage the people you hire, and the buck still stops with you. My point is that overworked, frugal people have a tough time justifying the cost of outsourcing and delegating. Frugal people, especially frugal entrepreneurs, pretend that they're superheroes. But Superman is dead. You have a choice. You can either handle everything yourself, or you can grow. Not both. Flip your job. Here's another way of looking at the situation. I've adopted the mentality that I'm flipping projects. If I hire an assistant to handle phone calls or spreadsheets for my content marketing business, I imagine that I'm flipping a portion of my client workload. If I hire house cleaners, I remind myself that I'm flipping an hour of my time. It's challenging to get a project for $1,000 and hire someone for $700. You see yourself losing 70% and viewing the glass as almost empty. You think, I could do it myself and keep the full gross revenue. Rewriting your internal script, telling yourself that you've flipped the project, is a strong antidote to this dilemma. Remember your big why. Finally, remember the big why behind your workload. It's near impossible to work hard for the sake of working hard. There's always some ultimate purpose, such as you believe in the mission and purpose of the company that you're building, you're committed to creating financial freedom, or you want to live debt-free. Keeping these goals in mind can sustain you through the day-to-day that's required to achieve this dream. When burnout begins, you interval train, outsource, and remember your big why. You just listened to the post titled How to Handle Feeling Overworked and Overwhelmed by Paula Pant of affordanything.com and check out her site for a lot more great content. Now, are you a Henry? It stands for high earner, not rich yet. It means that despite earning a six-figure income, you're struggling to amass any meaningful nest egg. Well, our friends at The Motley Fool can help. Since 1993, they've been providing investment advice, helping members build the financial future they envision. To kickstart your 2020 financial goals, they're offering five of their favorite stock picks for free. Realizing you're a Henry? Remember the not rich yet part. You can do it, and The Motley Fool can help. Visit fool.com slash optimal finance daily. That's F-O-O-L dot com slash optimal finance daily. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope your week gets off to a great start and I will see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.